0: This is Koreascape TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul and on streaming platforms everywhere. Jennifer Chang is back with us again. She is always on the move with cool stuff to see around Seoul and around the nation, actually. Jennifer, good morning.
1: Good morning, Kirk.
0: It's an important... Historical day today, uh, not you know. It's it's a somber day, but this marks seventy years since the nineteen forty eight Jeju uprising. Some people call it the Jeju massacre, and various things are going on to mark that. That's
1: right. So actually, um, there is a dispute about what it should be called. So um, it's been called incident Sakon before. It's also been called Uprising. So I think it depends on the perspective of whose view it's coming from. Surely. The name. So there, it, it hasn't been decided or determined yet. And like you said, it is the 70th anniversary. It happened on April 3rd of 1948. Mm. So it is pretty significant. And I think up till now, there hasn't been formal recognition uh, recognition of this event as being a national uh, commemorative event of something that happened that's very important for the nation. Um, it's been just celebrated or commemorated in Jeju. Yeah. So I think this is the first year they're trying to commemorate it as a nation.
0: It's been localized. And mm. I think it's, you can say without controversy, that a fair number of Koreans don't really know much about this uh, nationwide.
1: That's right. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of the events, uh, the details haven't been really released Yet. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of confusion over what exactly happened, the details. Mm. So that's still the case. Um, but in any case, um, this year, like I mentioned, it's going to be the first national uh, commemorative event that's going to be held on Saturday, April 7th at Konghwan Plaza. So that's mm-hmm. pretty important. Mm-hmm. And they're setting up um, memorial altars starting today, from today till the 7th, uh, in 20 locations across the country. So mm-hmm. I believe you can go there to pay your respects to all those who died. And it's something like 25 to 30,000.
0: 25 to 30,000. Oh, the people. number of people the number who of are people said who to die. have died. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- that's not just in Seoul, not just in Jeju, but a- nationwide. There are these altars kind of set up.
1: That's right. And also, so, Jeju Te- Museum of Art, they've organized an exhibit exhibition on the island. And there are other exhibitions that are taking place in galleries across Seoul. So there are multiple ways for you to pay your respects and Mm. commemorate this uh, event or incident or uprising.
0: Galleries across Seoul, notably the National Museum, is opening a major exhibition on the uh, Jeju uprising today. And as we heard in the news cut-in at the top of the hour, uh, President Moon is going to make some remarks at some point today, if he's not already. We're going to devote a whole segment of Friday's Dive in Korea to discussing this and discussing the evolving way especially on this 70th anniversary that uh, it's being handled on a national scale and we'll talk about what Koreans are saying about that stuff. So for the moment we'll leave the Jeju uprising where it is. Let's move to uh, the other topic you prepared. You talked to me a little bit about uh, the oil tank park in Sangamdong last week but there's plenty more Going on in this kind of locality. We happen to be in Sangamdong.
1: We are in Sangamdong, and we talked extensively about the oil tank parks, and that was really fun, but I didn't get to cover some of the other things. So, today we're going to continue to talk about parks. The weather is nice, there's a lot of things you can do outdoors. Mm. So, parks and some weddings. Weddings? Yeah, we're going to get into that. It's wedding season. Sure, it is. It's definitely wedding season. And then we're going to talk about Korean cinema.
0: Very cool. All it sounds like Canada. a lot. We better get started. That's so right. uh, the oil tank, you know, the, the oil tank power was so cool. And I managed to go there and we had a cup of coffee there last week. It's absolutely cool. All of these old oil tanks kind of refurbished. And I think they're going to have lots of events there. But right next to World Cup Stadium. There's, not surprisingly, mm-hmm. World Cup Park, which exactly. is a very cool destination in itself.
1: Yeah. So I just want to recap really briefly that it's the most interesting thing is that it was a landfill mm. set of uh, it used to be five parks. But now um, it's only four parks that are included in the World Cup Park system. And uh, like I said, there was a major landfill recovery project that began and in light of the World Cup being held in 2002. So in the nineties, nineteen ninety-one to ninety-six, there was that landfill recovery project, and that's how this park became th- this park became an eco park from landfill to eco park. So we're talking a lot about environment, and there are some interesting things that we can talk about.
0: And echo as in ecology, that's not right? echo as in you can shout out and no. hear an echo. No, not that okay. echo. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Anyways, the parks they were the construction was finally completed in May of two thousand two. And one of, it's become one of the new landmarks of Seoul that attracts 10 million visitors annually. That's a lot of people coming mm. to see the park and do things. And one thing I wanted to highlight was that Seoul received the UN Habitat Scroll of Honours Award for this landfill recovery project. That's pretty big. So what that means, this UN Habitat Scroll of Honours Award, it was launched in 1989 and it's the most prestigious human settlement award in the world. And it's given to acknowledge initiatives which have made outstanding con- contributions towards developing and improving human settlement and the quality of urban life.
0: It most definitely has done that around here. This is a really, really pleasant. Uh, neighborhood to just kind of get lost in the park for an hour or two. Um, you know, I'm, I feel kind of fortunate to work here, and I think a lot of other people that work in Digital Media City um, should take advantage of the parks. Exactly.
1: There's mm. a lot to take advantage of here in this area. And so uh, the parks, like I mentioned, there are four parks. Pyeonghwa Park, that's Peace Park, mm. Hanul Park, Sky Park, and then Nohul Park, Sunset Park, and Chun Park. Those are the four that are now included in the World Cup Park system.
0: Mm. Mm. And those were all basically dumps, garbage dumps?
1: Exactly. Built on top of former garbage dumps.
0: I presume they found some other place to dump the garbage.
1: I had to do a little searching around and calling around, but I got to the bottom of that. Where does the garbage go? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I had to call some people and ask some questions, and they probably were wondering, why does this person want to know? Why is
0: this woman so curious about garbage?
1: Exactly. Okay. So... If you look at total solid waste, there are different kinds of waste. There's food trash, and then there's recycling, and then the rest of it is just solid waste, the Mm. remainder of that, what Mm. we tend to throw away. Mm. And so 68% of the total trash is food and recycling. Mm. And we talked about recycling this morning and this week, and it's kind of scary if you think about those numbers, what they can do with that. It's alarming. Mm. Mm. And then the rest of it, the 20, uh, 24% of solid waste, so that is incinerated. Now it's taken to what's called a resource recovery facility, Chawon Huesu Shisol. And 24% of the solid waste is incinerated or burned at very high temperatures. Mm. And there are four centers in Seoul that do this. It's Kangnam, Noon, Mapo, which is the one that's right around uh, Sky Park, and then Yangchun. So at those centers, all this waste is burned and it is turned or transformed into alternative energy, which is really cool. So it's either electricity or heating. Mm. So the Mapo one here, the facility in Mapo, what they told me was that, um, they generate, they power some of the people who live here with That's electricity yeah. and heat.
0: I wonder, because I think one of the real promising uh, areas for the food waste, I visited uh, you know, a pig farm years ago where they were turning that waste around into methane production. In Korea? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, that's cool, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. They would just put it in a giant incubator tank kind of oh, thing wow. and siphon off methane, and, it's, uh, and then they will condense it, and that becomes methane tanks for, uh, for fuel.
1: That is Cool.
0: So who knows if that's something they can do with food waste going forward.
1: Right. And then the remaining 8% of solid waste, that is been taken to, now it's being taken to a metropolitan landfill facility located on the border of Incheon and Kimpo. So there is still a bit that's being taken to a landfill that's just outside of Seoul.
0: Rest assured, citizens, the garbage is handled. Jennifer Chang has confirmed it.
1: Yeah, I want to find out more.
0: (laughs) All right. And what we're left with here are some amazing parks. One of my favorites is Hanul Park. You can see it right out the window here. Oh, that's almost your favorite. On, I think so, because we're mm. up on uh, one of the high floors. And you look out the window, you can see almost... Uh, Eye to Eye with Hanul Park.
1: That's true. And it is a nice park. And I did go there during the fall. That would be probably my recommendation, to go there during the fall, because I went there maybe about three weeks ago, and it's not quite as beautiful right now. Um, the point of going there in the fall is because they have this silver grass festival, which is beautiful. Okje. 서울 억제 축제?
0: Silver grass. Kind of
1: rhymes. Is it actually <laughs> silver? <laughs> uh it's not exactly silver, but it kind of looks like silver waves in uh, maybe in the moonlight, possibly. Mm. Um, but they are these kind of—they look like reeds, but they have these feathery—I uh, don't know what you call it. It's not exactly leaves. Mm. They're beautiful. So if you go in the would it fall, be
0: similar to like pussy willows? Those kind of, of things it's like that are that. at That's the right. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. It's really nice. Mm. So when the whole park is filled with that. It's beautiful. So a lot of people know about it because of that. But my favorite, actually, now that I've gone to Noir Park, um, uh, Sunset Park. That is my favorite park.
0: Is that sort of the middle one with the le- little lake, the the artificial lake? No,
1: the, the one with the lake, I think I believe that's Pyeonghwa Park, Peace okay. Park. Yes. This one, Noor Park, uh, it's very peaceful, at least when I went. And it's family friendly with a lot of campgrounds. So you can go camping there. Very cool. It's really cool. And it's very popular right now. So you have to reserve probably like a month ahead. Go online. It's that popular. Um, And they have a beautiful view of the Han River. There's a cafe there. It looks over the Han River. It kind of reminded me of uh, Central Park. Okay. I know it's not the same, but it gave me that kind of feeling. I was there. It was very peaceful. There were benches. And you've got the Han River in front of you. It was really nice. Had a
0: little bit of a... moment on the Hudson there, did I did, you?
1: I did. It was really nice. I have okay. a lot of these moments. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's cool is you can play park golf. Do you know what park golf is?
0: You know, I'm going to extrapolate that it's golf you play in the park.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but... I went to college. <laughs> do you know where it was invented? No. It was invented in Japan, Hokkaido in Japan, in 1983. Okay. And so it resembles a sport somewhere between golf and croquet. Okay. So the object of the game is to hit the ball into a hole with, with a club in the fewest number of strokes. So perfect
0: to do at a park. That sounds really, so. yeah. I oh, mean, uh, like a, a kind of a lawn golf or a pitch mm, and putt kind right. of thing where you don't have to um, take major swings and lose 20 golf balls like yeah, I yeah, do yeah. when I play golf.
1: Yeah. So that's a little fun thing to do there.
0: Sweet. You know, while we're on this whole kind of eco-park thing, we've gotten some answers in from our... You know, people are really interested in this whole recycling topic. Oh, really? 2446 says, our family drinks bottled water, so more than half of our recyclables are plastic bottles. So now we're thinking about just boiling mm. tap water because I really don't trust water filters. And I'm also trying to avoid buying anything packaged wow. in plastic. Okay, I, I like used I use one of those filters. Do you have one? I have one of those like filter a- pitchers, mm. you know, and that's good enough for me. I mean, okay. she's. Uh, This person's making me think. Hmm. 0325 says it is time to reduce recycled products to save the earth. Not even recycling is enough anymore. We have to just get back to using those reusable kind of containers. Yeah, I agree. You know? And 3949 says, I heard the UK is considering imposing a levy on disposable coffee cups. Because people in the UK throw away around two point five oh billion gosh. cups That's a year. That's true too. We have to come up with good ideas to encourage people to mm. reuse.
1: So I like my little uh, thermos. And you
0: inspired me to <laughs> get a thermos that I reuse as well. So there are some thoughts. Let's uh, move on to more stuff. In well, we're going to continue
1: with this echo thing though, because okay. when I went to the park and when I did some research, I found out that you know the the World Cup Park it's being run by the Seoul City Government, so it's a public space, and they're doing something cool. And what they're offering is, in Korean, it's called sopung, 결혼식. 수, Can you piece that together? Sopung.
0: 결혼식. 결혼식 is a… Um, wedding. a, a wedding. You What's, know that. Sopung uh, again? Sopung is picnic. Well, that's lovely.
1: It is. So now I feel like Koreans are finally getting into these outdoor weddings. Mm. And the Seoul city government is offering this service at one of the parks. Actually, it's within Peace Park, Pyeonghwa Park. There is what's called a Soul Energy Dream Center and in front of that building there is giant uh, grassy area and I believe that's where they set up these outdoor weddings outdoor mm. picnic weddings mm. so at first it began as um the trend for small weddings it was kind of Hi, Everyone was kind of interested in Keep doing these small weddings. the cost down, weddings. be humble mm-hmm.
0: about it. Simple,
1: Simple, none of this mess and hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was because of the nature of the park being an eco-friendly park, hmm. it evolved into becoming an eco-wedding. So they were planting trees and trying to save um, the environment in certain ways. So uh, what they would do is... The wedding invitations would be made out of recycled paper. Uh, uh. They would, yeah, they would do so all these. So give
0: the wedding an ecological dimension and yes. theme and mm. have it feed into a, mm. an ecological purpose.
1: That was it. And now what I found out was now it's evolved into a what's called 기부 결혼식.
0: Donation which, on check. That's
1: right. Which means what they do is so instead of having a typical wedding at a hall or a hotel where you spend a lot of money, mm. you can save a lot of money by doing it at these kinds of civic or civil um, uh, spaces. Yeah, spaces where they actually a lot of places they offer it for free. So you're not paying for the rental of the space itself. What you have to do is you do have to... There are some rules and regulations. It has to be an eco-friendly wedding. You have to use the recycled paper invites. You know, you can't do hot food. So what they do is do um, picnic lunch style Mm. lunch boxes.
0: A lot... Well, I shouldn't speak too soon. I guess there are a lot of hot dishes at a typical Korean wedding. But you could put out a very nice spread with just cold food.
1: Yeah, that's you know? also possible. So I think that's what they try to do with these lunches, like lunchbox ideas, and I'm sure that's recycled lunchboxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to work with the vendors designated by the government because they choose certain vendors for photographs and renting tables and like that. So there are some costs, but it would be a lot less than doing it the traditional way. Mm-hmm. So what couples are doing is taking the, um, the leftover funds um, and then they donate a portion of that towards whatever charity or cause that they wish to donate to. I Absolutely think that's amazing.
0: I think it's a fantastic idea. That is a wonderful idea. And it's good for everybody. I don't think the wedding experience is diminished that much by having it outdoors in beautiful nature. You've still got beautiful wine and food and all that stuff. Mm. And then um, all of that overrun that you would have spent gets donated to a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. Fantastic idea. Mm. Okay, so there's that. I know you want to get to some movies. There's some really great movie resources in Sangam-dong. Yes.
1: So in Sangam-dong, there is what's called the Korean Film Archive, or shortened as KOFA, K-O-F-A.
0: And the Archives Museum is also Mm -hmm. there. There's a lot
1: in there. I'm going to get into that. But before I even get into that, I am going to throw out my little listener quiz about (laughs) cinema. Hurry up, because we don't have
0: much time. I
1: will. Um, Which Korean film had the first kiss scene? Okay. A, old boy,
0: 2003.
1: Mm-hmm. B, chul early rain in 1966. C, shiri in 1999. Uh-huh. And D, uh, what's called hand of destiny umyeongesun in 1954.
0: The first kiss scene, old mm-hmm. boy 2003, early rain 1966, shiri mm-hmm. 1999, hand mm-hmm. of destiny 1954. Mm-hmm. Text the answers. The race is on to win Jennifer's contest, (laughs) pound 1013, 51 a text, or you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. But frankly, I would use text for this one because it'll come in quicker and you'll have a better chance of winning. Uh, While we wait for somebody to try and answer that question Mm -hmm. correctly. Let's
1: get back to the archive. So Korean Mm. Film Archive was established in 1974. It's a public organization affiliated with the Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism. And it moved into the DMC complex in Sangam in 2007. Mm. And so it's right around us. And it operates the Korean Film Museum and the Cinematheque Kofa and Film Reference Library. Those three things. So let's talk about each of those things. So when you step foot into that building, uh, you've got the Korean Film Museum. And if you are into Korean cinema, I highly recommend going into that museum. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to see different exhibits on the history of uh, Korean cinema, and there is an audio guide available in English if you'd like to check it out. Very cool. And then we've got Cinema Tech, which shows, which has two theaters, and they show Korean movies for free. Fantastic. The key is That's free.
0: You would Who expect a go? movie theater at a film archives uh, museum attraction. But then there's this vast library of my past favorite. Movies. That's my the archive favorite. part of
1: it. Yeah, that's right. And so it's called the Film Reference Library. It's on the second floor. They have, I think, something like thirty thousand films available Amazing. for you to watch, mm. going back into historical um, uh, Korean movies. So why don't I sat down with a librarian and we'll chat about a couple of things about the library? Let's pull up that clip. Okay. When you come to this library or the archive, they have, I believe, over 30,000 movies here. And you can check it out. You you need to first get a membership, but you can check it out and watch these uh, movies. Um, You can either watch it alone. They have cubicles. Or you can watch it. uh, This is a place you can come uh, on a date, I suppose. There are... um, Space is available for two people to go and watch a movie. Or they have a few family rooms, so families can come and watch the movies. So they have diverse um, ways that you can enjoy Korean movies as well as international movies. There isn't a limit to the number of movies. It's more of you can watch three hours at a time, but you can renew that once. So a total of six hours per day. And it's based on availability. So when you rock up and uh, there is a booth or a cubicle available, then you can use
0: it. It, Do you have to sign up uh, for some kind of thing and get yourself into the system? You
1: do. So you do have to sign up for a membership, but it's free. Mm. And foreigners can do it. Plenty of foreigners come and enjoy movies there. Um, Six hours a
0: day. I could get through a lot of movies. That's right. I think we have to look into some kind of partnership with them and uh, bring some kind of exploration of Korean cinema uh, to our program at some point. We definitely
1: need to do that. So it wasn't that difficult to sign up, and one of the librarians kind of helped me do it. So Mm. I highly recommend checking out this place.
0: I think we've got a winning answer. Do we? we? Let's see. We have, uh, well, we've got two answers. You can determine which one is the winner. 2778 believes that uh, B was the answer to our film question. Ah, Cho, early rain. 3413 believes that D was the answer. Can I just recap it super quick? Which Korean film had the first kiss scene? A, Old Boy, 2003. B, Cho, early rain, 1966. C, Shiri, 1999. Or D, Unmyungi Son, Hand of Destiny, 1954. Do you want to drop the knowledge?
1: I will drop the knowledge. It was? Hand of Destiny, D, 1954. 1954. Mm. Can you believe that?
0: The first kiss, that's racy for the 50s.
1: There's a lot of movies that are quite racy. <laughs> Korean, Old Korean movies that are quite racy. I was actually surprised when I mm. went to the Korean museum and they kind of show clips Mm-mm-mm. of older movies. And it's interesting.
0: It's amazing. Even in U.S. movies as well, the, the racy things they imply, you know. But uh, to have an actual kiss scene in a 50s i assume it's a black and white film
1: it is a black and white film and um i didn't watch this one i actually watched a different movie from 1956 called
0: shijipgane mm, nal the day of marriage
1: yeah or the m- wedding yeah something like that that was really interesting but this movie the hand of destiny the first kiss scene actually i read about it this the uh, the plot it's really interesting so it's about a north korean spy this woman margaret who falls in love with a captain in the South Korean army. So it's this love story and the tension between North Korean spy and South Korean army captain. It kind of sounded like 007 James Bond
0: plot.
1: Mm. And then at the very end, there's this kiss scene, like a very brief kiss scene. And then the South Korean army captain shoots the girl. So much
0: excitement waiting in the Korea Film Archives. What's the web address so people can learn more?
1: I... It is www, actually no, it's koreafilm.or.kr.
0: You can put www before that if you want mm-hmm. to. That is a lot of stuff that you managed to pack in and this on the move. And uh, we will, I will remind people, go back to the uh, Jeju Uprising in our Dive in Korea segment on Friday. Jennifer, thank you for coming in.
1: Thanks, Kurt.